Blog Talk Radio. Having trouble keeping up with the accelerated life-altering changes occurring on the planet? Reporting to you from the new Earth, the newly forming world reality of vibrant health and well-being, united community, and personal evolution. Tune in to learn how to update your internal coding and biocircuitry to the rapidly shifting consciousness so that you too can become a divine human. New Central is the brainchild of Meg Benedicte, a pioneer in quantum vortex healing and energetic activation, weaving together ancient spiritual knowledge, quantum physics, and vibrational healing. Every show is dedicated to promoting a holistic lifestyle that supports all life on the planet. Additional services are available at our website, NewEarthCentral.com. And now, here is your host, Meg Benedicte. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. Oh, it's always great to come together as we do at least once or twice a month and, and just connect with our community, our family of light. So welcome. And let me bring on my co-host who has been by my side this whole time as we do these shows. Let me bring in Manette Mays. Welcome, Manette. Hi there, Meg. Hi, everyone. Thanks so much for joining us on your Saturday. Yes, yes. So we're giving everybody a minute here to log in or call in. And um, so before we get uh, started here... um, Today's format is a little different than what we do in our global activations. This is our newer show that we've been doing for many, many years. And so we're going to just have a quick uh, overview of what's happening right now. And then we can take some of your questions on the Ascension topics. Uh, Manette is manning the email. So Manette, why don't you go ahead and let them know how they can reach you with their questions. Sure. If you have questions that you would like for us to address on the air, please email them over to support at newearthcentral.com, support at newearthcentral.com. As Meg mentioned, today we're going to do a show format, so it's not the global intentions. Um, We're going to answer your questions. Yeah, it can get a little confusing, I think, for those who are new to the show. So we're um, also going to do, after the questions, we'll shift gears and open up the Vortex Energy. And I've got a long list of activations that Metatron wants us to do here today. So we're going to do some deep healing and clearing because so much has just been kind of shook loose and... So just, um, you know, relax, and and, uh, when we get to that point, then you can go into a meditative state, and we'll leave the show at the end of the activation so everyone can stay in that beautiful, blissed-out space of healing and clearing. So we'll get to that in a little bit. Um, Before then, though, let me go ahead and kind of launch us here, Manette, with some of the stuff that's been happening and, uh, you know, it's really been interesting because it started picking up probably about February, March. We began getting these really powerful plasma solar winds entering the planetary field. And up until this year, we were dealing with more of electrical current. Uh, so we were getting solar solar flares. We were getting a lot of light blasting us. So we call um, most of it was like in the the gamma range. And for those who aren't as... Um, you know, studious of this stuff, uh, I had to go and do a little research myself to see, well, what's unique about gamma light that 
is affecting us and, and really accelerating this ascension. It is a very high frequency light. It's actually what they use to take x-rays. So we're receiving this gamma light, but one of the things that kind of struck me in the, you know, out in space, deep space, gamma light is basically like the little cleanup guy um, uh, erasing toxins and, and poisons in deep space. I thought, okay, well, let's use that for ourselves as well. So we're, you know, just kind of knowing how to use this energy as it's coming in. So the photonic gamma light that's basically lighting up, helping light up our, our light body, but it's also helping us to destroy toxins and uh, harmful radiation and these kinds of things. And then on the flip side, this year, we're getting these plasma waves coming in with the solar wind. And so this is affecting more of the magnetic aspect of our planet and our own energy fields. So earlier it was it was solar flares and the electrical part of our energy body. Now we're dealing with the magnetic part of our body. Now what's so interesting is as I've just kind of been observing the human energy field all these years, it's you know, we, we basically, you could, if you've ever been to acupuncture, you can see kind of that map of all the meridians and channels and biocircuits running all that chi up and down your body and into the organs. And, and yet we also have these kind of thick, dense buffer fields or magnetic fields that wrap around the chakras, wrap around the organs. And what has been happening is they've been so dense and locked in time that we've been in a way feeling very stuck. Uh, even though I started 25 years ago of doing my own healings and clearings, over the years I've noticed as the magnetic field of the planet is getting weaker, we can remove a lot more faster now, easier, which is the good news. So as these magnetic layers are unlocking out of our own energy field, uh, you may have been experiencing a, a sensations of healing, clearing, releasing. Um, oh, my God, I've, plasma light is very um, hot, and so the body heat's been off the charts for me. I, I woke up several times last night, and even this morning, I was just like, oh, my God, I can barely breathe. It's so hot. So if you're getting these these heat flashes, but these are different than the electrical heat flashes. Don't you think, Manette, from the, the previous years? Um, they seem shorter, more intense, but shorter. Makes sense. Yeah. And I don't get as like a big sweaty mess. It's more like hot and then you're done. It's really interesting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So if you are having those, don't worry. That's part of the plasma blasts that are coming in. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Just trying to keep up with all this. <laughs> uh, yeah, or or try to sleep through it. Yeah, sleeping. I'm, right. I'm, oh, the sleeping. Yes. That's all I want to sleep. You're either, please. You're either not sleeping, or or I have nights where I sleep like eleven hours. <laughs> you know, it's just like okay, okay. one or the other. Um. Okay. Now the other one is some of the other things. I just had these notes here. I wanted to share with you guys. So as the magnetic layers are, are lifting off, I also started no noticing in the last couple of weeks. Um, you know, I always kind of keep an eye on my path of light in front of me because that's what's kind of coming in. That's the future coming in, and behind us is the past. And so I keep an eye on what's coming in. And I started noticing these new timelines trying to drop in in front of me. One was even having me move again, and I was like, interesting. Okay, well, 
you know, let's just see how this uh, unfolds. So you may have been noticing that as well, just kind of new options showing up that you weren't even thinking of or, or you were actually trying to pull in and they're starting to appear. These, these timelines are possible outcomes and they're just trying to get traction on your path of light. So, of course, you're the consciousness that brings it in. So if you're really resonating with, you know, some of these new timelines showing up, just connect with them. Connect with your heart. Connect with your love for it. Connect with your your magnetism and start grounding it in because it's really, you know, it's the power of your intention and your focus that gives it juice, gives it energy. One of the other things I kept hearing uh, my higher self telling me over the past month or so is, Keep calling in and commanding in your ascended soul life to activate, to begin, to come alive. And so that would be another thing you can set in your, in your meditations, in your intentions, since these, these timelines are starting to appear. Also, we do have what's called tertiary timelines of Armageddon, and these are fueled by fear and so I'm seeing a lot of those lose steam. They're starting to dissolve. Uh, so keep an, you know, just keep aware, keep an eye on not giving it your focus, giving it your energy. Uh, I, you know, I just came home from the New Living uh, Conscious Life Expo, or New Living Expo in San Francisco this past weekend, and so I sat in on some of the speakers and just trying to kind of keep up with what people are out there predicting. And of course, there are quite a few of them are very involved in the ET stuff and the deep state stuff and all that. And so they were predicting this big cataclysmic event coming, and it felt like one of these tertiary timelines of Armageddon. And I don't think we have to have it be so devastating. I mean, that's just my opinion, but I don't think we have to. I think we can actually just keep embracing these gradually increasing waves of plasma light and diamond light and... That ways then you're really kind of gradually expanding your capacities and you're opening up your field and you're building more of your light body and it doesn't have to be this huge, crazy, you know, slamming into the planet and causing destruction. I just, what's your sense on that, Manette? I just, I don't resonate when I hear people talking about it. I don't either, um, but, you know, there are different places on the planet where different things are going on, right? I mean, you're yep. in, we're on the western side of the United States where things are relatively stable. There are people who live on, uh, you know, the northern part of Africa where there is fighting. There are yep. people who live in a part of the country where it's very cold. I mean, I think that there could be a possible reality for everyone depending on, on where they are in the world and what they're choosing to experience. I think that's the key, is is what are you choosing to experience? Because let's talk about, um, for example, the Atlantean timeline. I, I work with a lot of clients who have had an, uh, a past life in Atlantis, and they carry a lot of trauma in their body and and every time I tune into that timeline with them, of course, this is an Armageddon timeline. It was a complete collapse of a civilization. And and there's just so much heartbreak around this. And I, and I am being called to help them not only heal and that wounding of that timeline, clearing that trauma of that timeline, but also 
unplugging from that Armageddon timeline. It doesn't help you to have that alive in your aura. You, If anything, you just connect to the aspect of your soul that was in Atlantis and bring it home and let go of the timeline. And that's and we'll work on that in today's activations because so many lightworkers have an Atlantean timeline. But what I think is um, interesting is the this key point about what are you choosing? Because these timelines are shifting, and it's really what we choose that gets all of our power, that gets our energy. And so I think by choosing your ascension plan, your ascension blueprint, choosing your soul's life, choosing this gradual ascension happening within your field and the planetary field, I feel that we can experience it that way. If others are really invested in this big Armageddon event, then that's what they're going to experience. So it's really where we can all be kind of in our own individual experience of ascension that really resonates for us and, and, and supports our mission. So it's um, so I, I I wanted to bring this up because like we're even seeing in the last uh, day, where there's a lot of volatile uh, volcanic activity in Hawaii, and this is opening up a bridge for this new Lemuria timeline. Right, that's part of this new Earth energy, the 5D energies that we're wanting to help gain more traction here and get more present. And today is also a five five stargate. So there's a lot happening right now to Choose. So choose how you want to experience your ascension. Choose how you want to see Gaia move into kind of the Garden of Eden, the 5D field of just, you know, lush abundance. And and not give your power to any kind of, like, devastating, cataclysmic type of event. I just really don't think it has to go there. I know we see um, there's religions that many people are following that believe it has to be the end times in an Armageddon, but we don't need it to be that way for us to trans transfigure our body. This is the first time we've ever done an ascension in the physical body. I think those who are following the Armageddon timeline and the the religions of you know the end times feel that they're they're just going to be rescued uh, off of a dying planet. And I just don't see it that way. I see that we're, we've already gone through that. That's been done. We're now here, in a sense, going through a powerful ascension, literally in the physical, uh, the physical sense. So I'm, I just think we want to be very selective on where we give our focus and our, and our energy to. And then when you are going through the healing process, the clearing process of some of these traumatic past lives, or even this life for that matter, Anywhere that that's coming up for healing in you, it'll get triggered. This light that's coming in and the plasma blast, they're pushing all this stuff up to the surface to be healed. And one of the things to keep in mind as you go through this process is self-care, self-love, self-forgiveness, because this is um, where we could get a little wonky if we don't keep an eye on it. And so, um, Manette, I know you have some things you'd like to share about that too, about the self-forgiveness. Um, absolutely. And like I said, even if we're um, unconsciously suffering from uh, a past timeline or um, something even that happened in this lifetime, I've discovered that something that we need to clear in order to move to the next level is to forgive ourselves. 
for things that we perceive as errors, for things that we perceive as pain, uh, for not being able to protect ourselves or not being able to protect others, or for energies we might have pushed onto other people um, unknowingly or, or just didn't know better at the time. Um, we've it, It's a constant attitude to try to forgive yourself i'm not saying always just like oh well you know i'm i'm uh, or or brush it to the side but to really look at who you are where you are right now how far you've come maybe even how far you haven't come maybe forgive yourself for not being able to move faster but just being able to forgive yourself and know that you're doing the best you can with what you know right now knowing that everybody else is doing the best they can with what they know right now, as awful as that looks sometimes, that's still what everybody's doing, the best they can with what they know. Yeah. Yeah, it's so true. And we were, you know, we were just discussing earlier how we've had these really heavy, dense magnetic layers locking us in, and those could have been actually working like blinders where we weren't able to see a certain issue or a certain pattern or a wound, and and now we can. So the good news is we're getting more aware of it all. It's it's all starting to become more easily acceptable, and it's all getting revealed, and and so know that in, you know, I tell people, I don't think we've realized we've been in a sense like a prisoner in our own energetics. And so having compassion for yourself in such a difficult situation, it's like our souls knew, I think, where the, what they were getting into when they came here. But the human psyche, the human ego had no clue <laughs> what we were getting into because... Right. It only, right, it only exists in this timeline. It's only, you know, that ego is only for this life. So it doesn't, it didn't know uh, what was coming. So that's the part of us, I think, that causes that looping, you know, in the in the mind and the emotions and kind of self beating ourselves up like, why didn't I see that? How did I get tricked? Or why, you know, why did that happen? And And a lot of what's showing up for you is, to actually help you ascend, right? it's, it's, it's to catalyze you. And so I think the more that I could embrace the bigger meaning of what was happening uh, in these situations, it helped me open my heart to more of that, that just that acceptance and forgiveness and, and it eases everything in the heart. Yeah, try we try to take it easy on our heart. We need our heart, right? Our heart, our heart mind is yes. what's manifesting the path that you were discussing. It's manifesting our options and determining what we resonate with and and how much we're healed. That healing, that healed heart, the whole heart has a better sense of what's going on. Um, look at um, you know resentments or judgments as a clouded lens, right? We can't possibly ch- we're going to keep choosing things that are going to keep bringing more of that experience to us as we don't clean our lens. Um, that's not to say that even as little children we were choosing if bad things happened to us or we chose to be a victim um, or chose to be involved in some really bad stuff. But at this point in the game, today, in this now, if we're able to grasp what it was, how it transpired, who was involved, um, and let it go, then that's how we can proceed. I, I can't, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to at all make victims responsible for perpetrators. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes we've been perpetrators too, not trying to equivocate, say that they're all equal because they're not. Just saying mm-hmm. right now, 
even though those things transpired, all we can do is forgive. And I think as you are kind of digging down the layers of what needs to be healed and cleared and, and balanced within, it develops more soul connection. So there's that's the gift. That's the goal. As you keep building more soul presence inside, soul connection, that's replacing all this other stuff, then you're able to be more in that that space of compassion and, and forgiveness because it's literally just radiating from your soul and your heart. It's it's always there. It's always present. So it it just brings oh that soul just brings in more ease and grace into the heart. It's it's without it I can't imagine going through this process. So keep building soul presence. The other thing too I wanted to mention that I'm I'm noticing with all of this diamond light coming in and the plasma blast is the DNA is spinning faster. And so, you know, everything in this universe spirals. Even though our left brain thinks time is linear, it's actually a spiraling universe. Everything is circular. Everything is, um, and and it's spiraling up. So it's expanding upwards, spiraling upwards. And so that's what's happening. The DNA is starting to reflect that. It's leveling up into higher frequencies of order. And so what's happening this year and and continuing is the soul is really active right now in recoding our DNA to operate multidimensionally with multiple strands. You know, we've been locked into this this double helix, the two-strand of duality. So all of that is starting to uh, expand and, and replicate. So again, know this is happening within you. Your DNA is live. It's it's think of it like um, like an antenna, and it's picking up all these frequencies that are coming in, and, and it's it's advancing it. It's evolving it. And this light, you know, when light comes in, the signal is increasing. When uh, And when it's at zero point, this is why it's so key to do the exercises to keep maintaining zero point in your heart and in your mind, in your body, because light can radiate um, with much more strength at zero point. In the sense, you know, that we we are crystallizing the structure of the body and crystals amplify sound waves and so as you are breathing light in, do it as much as you can and you're crystallizing the cells, crystallizing the, the, the structure of the body, you're radiating more light outwards and so that also builds more of your soul magnetism. So all of this is really amping right now. The other thing too, I want to do this in the activations is as the as the, the DNA is spinning faster, the diamond light is also activating the 12 strand DNA template and this is the geometry of Metatron's cubes, 12 points of light. This is why we one of the benefits of using Metatron's cube daily is you're starting this whole process of opening up your your double star uh, tetrahedron, Merkaba Taurus, and your 12-strand DNA. The interesting thing is uh, the the DNA is forming, so as as the two strands are replicating, duplicating, and expanding, and fractally opening up, um, they're almost uh, forming into these beautiful star shapes that are are starting to connect into the creational template 
of the dodecahedron structure of our universe. So again, microcosm, macrocosm, we are beginning to uh, advance into becoming multidimensional, multiple strands of DNA, and the the or the creational order of the dodecahedron. The dodecahedron is a 12-sided uh, sphere. And this is the, uh, based on quantum physics, the shape of our universe, the shape of our stars, the shape of our atoms. And we're activating the DNA to also structure in, in dodecahedron strands. This is really fascinating. So we'll work with this today. We'll probably be working with this for a while, but we'll work with it today because we're basically reshaping and recoding and rebuilding uh, our light body. Okay, and the other thing too, one last um, kind of local news that's happening this coming t weeks here. So let's see, today's the 5th. So in 10 days, Uranus enters Taurus. And it's also the same day as the new moon at 24 degrees Taurus. And Taurus is ruled by Venus, the goddess, and it emphasizes what we truly value in life. So we just had Chiron move into Aries, and this is about discovering our, our true identity and, and self-realization. And we to join that, now we have Uranus moving from Aries to Taurus um, and, and really shifts in what we truly value in life. We're going to see a lot of this. Uh, now, also Taurus is an earth sign that rules money and Wall Street and banking and material possessions. So we're going to see some shifts in that. We're going to see some changes. And when you, Anywhere Uranus goes, it brings unexpected revolutionary changes, sudden changes. So we are definitely starting to see the cosmos supporting the dismantling of the corrupt financial enslavement of humanity. So this is going to be eight years. It, um, it's an eight-year transit. And so expect uh, changes. Uh, I think even va you know the values of money and power and materialism are going to change into more like essential values of love and compassion and beauty and world peace. These are... These are what are starting to get more um, energy, more more amplification, and and the greed uh, and the corruption in our banking and Wall Street is really starting to be uh, rejected. And so, see, th I'm just we're going to work more on this in two weeks. We're doing a global uh, activation broadcast uh, in two weeks on Saturday, the 19th, and we'll really dive into working with this uh, transit of Uranus into Taurus. Do you have any comments on that, Manette? Um, I do. I think that as things are revealed, I mean, things that we've all accepted as uh, truth, maybe either for not knowing or not having enough information, obviously in the invention of social media um, and even the television media, everyone can now see things are kind of splayed open for us to see how um, how awful things have been um, politically and globally and who's been getting away with what. And I think that everybody's becoming empowered to say no, and even just that decision in your mind, like no, that's wrong, um, and choosing the the humanity 
of your own life, I think, is enough to bring all bring all of us up to a higher level because now it's a choice. It's not something that we that's been existing without our awareness, but now we become aware of it and just said, hmm. No, that's not for me. I choose to make my family more important. I choose to make my friends more important. I choose to make my neighbors more important than this artificial status that everybody's trying to sell to me. I think it's a, it's also a, this consumer consumerism is a matrix program, and it just we just get pumped with this program. And like you know, you said in the media and advertising. I mean, it just seems like everywhere we look, it's getting just pumped into our brains. And and so as we're rejecting that, it just doesn't have any power. It just it, there's, it's being rejected by the populace. So it's it's actually just uh, losing its attraction. And yeah. and so these yeah this is this is really I think important that this is happening, because otherwise the world is unsustainable when the majority of all the resources of our planet is held by you know a few families. It's just not going to be able to we're not going to be able to survive that kind of situation. It's so out of balance and and I think too because of the increasing unity consciousness on the planet, we aren't kind of buying into that rugged individualism where we're all out for ourselves. You know, now we can actually see the world through the lens of, of unity consciousness where we need to take care of each other, right? We we so it's the greater good is becoming more important now than just our individual good. And it's not that we're de- not denying our needs, but we're making sure all the choices we make take care of our needs and the greater good needs. So this is a it's a very different way of of approaching life than what we were kind of raised in. And yeah. I think yeah, I think it's I think we're going to see more and more resistance and protests against this corrupt capitalism. It's and it's interesting the Uranus in Taurus happened uh 80 years ago so around the mid 30s where we were coming out of a you know a deep depression and having to take care of the populace, and that's when all the New Deal policies like Social Security and Medicare that was where that was all put in place. So we could see even more uh, extensive uh, social policies to take care of everyone coming out of this transit. Eight years, so it's really very promising. I like it. I do too. Okay. I think let's um, answer some questions and then we'll go to the activations. Sure, sure. Um, the first um, email I've actually kind of been studying it. It's pretty serious. It's pretty serious. I'm hopefully I'm pronouncing the name correctly. It looks like Beatty. Um, okay. She uh, says I live in Malibu and I'm energy sensitive. I was very disturbed to discover a few months ago that Malibu Canyon is being wired for 5G broadcast. The power was accidentally or temporarily switched on while they were installing new 100-foot utility poles, and I could tell it was way more powerful than regular wireless transmission. When I wrote to Edison about it, they did not respond, um, but I had included it in some research. So number one, the wires are being provided, quote-unquote, by an English company called Angie, like Angel, (laughs) uh, combined with switches by E-L-V-A, or like elves. Um, Number two, the government of California voted down the broadcast components, which were to take over all light standard poles to be 
placed every 250 feet on people's houses. In essence, the new Angie infrastructure is the killer platform for killer initiatives and killer applications such as Microsoft's HoloLens, Facebook's Oculus, Google Virtual Reality Daydream, Cardboard, and Jump Mm -hmm. for virtual reality filmmaking, Samsung Gear Virtual Reality, the Wave VR, a VR platform for music lovers. Um, There's a pretty long list of those. Um, The network will have 40 40 gigabytes per second throughput per square mile, and it's quite easily upgradable to 80 um, GPS or even a multiple of that, 400 GPS. Uh, Once this future-proof, multi-purpose, ultra-intelligent, ultra-high-capacity infrastructure is built in neighborhoods, there will be no other last-mile infrastructure needed for decades to come. Um, And that Mm. sentence there was taken from the website about uh, the structure. Um, And I'm reading all of the details about it so that we can all kind of focus in on you know, this is where our future is going. She, she, this person is writing that it's in, you know, starting in Malibu, but here, you know, we know this is not going to be the only one. Um, the question mm-hmm. is, right, what I want to know is, will we have celestial protection from this invasive and dangerous beaming device? It's already been tested in Norway, mentioned in documentation for India and China, has put through uh, during the Olympics, Trees in England are being felled by the millions because apparently they block the signal, and obviously we here in California are being set up for a quote-unquote beneficial smart universe. We need 5D, not 5G. Do we not? <laughs> oh, great question. Okay, so I just have to give a little little side note on this. Uh, and um, I was visiting in Los Angeles and recently and one of the timelines that popped in was to move to Malibu and I thought all right let me go check it out and see Mm -hmm. what rentals are like and and I also wanted to make sure it it didn't have 5G and then this email shows up and I'm thinking Mm -hmm. dang you know synchronicities are so amazing all I had to do is ask the universe and then it plopped right into our email so thank you in great detail okay yes (laughs) so this is a big deal because it, it, it what is what we're we're swimming in radiation already, and that's only going to take it even to you know the nth degree. It's just going to become off the charts. This is a problem, and it's I again I feel it's unsustainable and it's it's not part of the 5D plan. This is again old 3D matrix stuff trying to. Um, affect the planetary fields. This is, again, where we have to protest loudly. We have to resist. We have to make it very difficult for this ever to take hold because it's dangerous to our health and to the planet. Um, I was t- checking with Metatron on this because when, when I start looking to move, again, uh, uh, like um, Beate said, we, we need to be conscious of the areas we're moving to. Are they getting... Um, polluted with this stuff. So, okay, so let me just check with Metatron for a minute because I was being shown there's a couple things that we're doing to help our body sustain this. I think it's temporary. I don't think this is going to continue because it will just be so harmful that it's going to be eliminated. This is where we're at kind of that 
battle zone point with technology. Is, you know, is AI, 5G, 10G, however it's going, going to be allowed to take over the planet or are we going to say no more of this and get back to nature like we, we need to? So that, that one of the things that I was sh being shown is this is like we were talking earlier about tertiary timelines. This is a tertiary timeline, this 5G and higher, you know, 10G, wherever they're thinking they're going to go. They basically want the entire planet swimming in 5G and higher. So we see this again as a destructive timeline that we don't want to get traction and we do not want it grounding to the Earth plane. So that that would be something you can do on your own and we can do in groups where we're ungrounding that timeline so it doesn't get traction. It can't take hold. The other thing too is as we continue to spin our field faster and faster and faster, we're increasing our energy frequency so that even gamma ray isn't harmful because we're in that range already. When you're really dense and you're hit by a blast of gamma ray frequency, then it can be harmful. So this is again where the more that we increase our frequency, the less we are in any danger of radiation because we're rising up to these high levels. And the gamma ray does destroy toxic radiation. So that's something also to remember in your meditation. Um, the other thing, too, that have been shown is this is very basic physics where when two energy waves cross, the higher frequency wave lifts the lower frequency wave up. So this is where we can be these pillars of light all around the planet and uh, continuing to raise the whole planetary field up higher as well. But and you can also, you know, there's lots of ways to neutralize Wi-Fi radiation in your home. I mean, I turn off my modem every night. I have Shungi all around my house and on my computers and phones. And so there's ways to kind of um, soften the edge, you know, neutralize some of this stuff so you aren't feeling the effects of it. Um, I think it's, yeah, it just feels like it's a temporary... Um, impasse and it's up to us to not allow it to get any any traction so it can't take hold. But thank you for that email because that just answered my question. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's giant. I'm wondering, I'm getting a sense that the, I don't, from the technology standpoint, I don't see where technology is going to slow down. I think the hunger for it is only going to increase. But I do think that what we're talking about, we've been talking about pulling down the, the patriarchal system in, and that sort of a thing. This is one of those things where I believe that when you insert uh, uh, feminine vibration, you might very well get what you want, but without the damage Someone will say this is bad for people, and we can find another way to get you what you need. Yes. We can get your 80 GPS without killing everybody. That's right. It's Wait, my my technology-minded right. uh, son just said that's not true, but we'll we'll talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs> and then the next um, email is from Christy. Um, she says, if time is not linear, occurring all at the same time. Why is it past, present, and potential future? We have the ability to change the future, yet why not the past? Is changing the past more difficult because people are involved in what happened versus an isolated personal emotion or trauma that we can change or clear? Okay. 
love this question. Um, I see time as circular, so it's it's um, definitely possible to spiral back to the past and change it. The the I think the challenge of it is just as I was talking earlier about kind of the, the thick magnetic layers that are locking everything in, so it locks in the past. Like it's it's already manifested and it's locked in. But as the magnetic layers are now weakening and releasing, it's easier for us to, so this is where um, when I do past life work, I use the vortex and I spin back into the past event. You just lock your mind onto the coordinates of when that occurred. So imagine you're kind of dropping either into an event that happened in this life or it's a past life and you begin to bring your light consciousness into that event and so you're starting to transmute it. You're starting to unravel what may feel um, damaging or destructive or clearing karma from it or making a different choice in, with the, the knowledge you have now, the, the insights you have now, you can go back and make a different choice or maybe you, you didn't treat someone kindly, you can go back and redo it and bring in forgiveness and, and redo your response to them or how you treated them. This all can be done. Your question, I think, is so interesting, though, because you also were considering the other people who are involved in that past event with you. Just like I was mentioning earlier, we have all these kind of shifting timelines appearing, but it's our choice of what we choose, which one we want to give our energy to. So let's say you had an event in the past and you were in some conflict with somebody and you're going back and you're redoing it and you're bringing compassion into it and forgiveness and you're, you're redoing the exchange with that person. Let's say that person's still very attached to the conflict and the revenge or the rage or whatever. That means they'll still ma maintain a timeline, a past timeline where it's with the conflict. But you're going back and you're cleaning up the past timeline in your energy field where you're actually bringing it into balance. You're neutralizing the conflict. So everybody has free will. So if just because you're going in and redoing it, if somebody else doesn't want to change it, don't worry. That's their choice. And then they can stay in that painful conflict in their timeline and you get free of it. So it's um, obviously when we go and shift our response with somebody, they have the opportunity to shift with us. And so in a way, you're giving them a gift to be able to redo it as well. But if they're very invested in the conflict and, and really and, and attached to it, then you just have to let them uh, be where they are at that point and just hold the intention that at some point maybe they'll go into self-forgiveness and be able to neutralize it as well. So just because other people are involved in the past event doesn't hold you up in changing it for yourself. Does that make sense, Manette? Yep. Um, you know, I've been there with you in more than one or two <laughs> sessions. And sometimes some people do stay back at that place, but that that's creating a limitation in their life, not in your life. That's right. It does, you're not you're not limited by their choices. You can go in and change it how you envision it. 
And so, yes, we can go in and out of time. It's totally spiraling. You can drop into, um, I call it the incarnational wheel. I literally see it like a wheel in the aura where the main hub is the oversoul and then the all the spikes to the, 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 the spokes to the wheel are the different timelines and you can almost like a roulette wheel you can just you spiral around and drop into the other timelines and you can begin to clean them up especially if there's any charged karma still there or trauma and and the goal of course is that all those uh, spokes to the wheel they complete those timelines are are resolved and they can then re- release out of the field and all that's left will be the oversoul in the main hub so that's our goal. That's how we are cleaning up our karmic in- incarnations from being in the matrix. It's we can go back in time and in, in the future. We're not limited at all. Nope. And that's and then the potential future, even when you're um, even when you've cleared the path up, but the future will always be potential because we haven't created it yet. We're still working on it. Mm-hmm. And it is really a work in progress because you, I'm no, I know, so I mentioned earlier, you know, I always keep an eye on what's coming in front of me, what's kind of starting to show up. And you can constantly correct what doesn't match you or doesn't feel right or um, I really wanted that maybe a year ago, but I'm not feeling it now. And so you are constantly um, um, giving input. Uh, your own mm-hmm. consciousness is what's mm-hmm. pulling in and choosing these uh, future timelines, future outcomes. Mm-hmm. Christy had a second question that's super interesting. She's picking up from something that we discussed before. She says, um, if gender of our species is becoming non-gender specific, how will reproduction and co-creation happen? Wow, that's, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, Christy's been I, doing her homework. When I, she is. You're, 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 you're bursting my brain here, Christy. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Um, when I when I would go back in time again, I go on my incarnational wheel, right? And I go back all the way to Septebi, Egypt, uh, before or Lemuria, you know, before the fallen consciousness really started to, in a sense, create separation between masculine and feminine. We were, in a sense, androgynous beings. We were also morphing uh, according to the consciousness that was moving through us. So our field was very dynamic and flashing and moving so nothing was stuck like we have now there wasn't density like we have now Uh, so we were pure creative beings constantly um, running consciousness through us to create our realities and so I saw souls I think even then I saw souls enter the physical in a different way than we have now where it's birthed through the birth canal from the mother so that is, in a sense, I think, a reptilian hybrid uh, condition that we are morphing out of. And so that, and, and again, this is just how it's been shown to me in other, let's just call it other realms, other planes, other realities, where souls are materialized. They shift from the virtual particle field to the particle field. They, they basically birth themselves. And they don't have to actually go through a nine-month pregnancy and all of that. So I think we are actually evolving beyond that uh, way of birthing. Um, And 
it will be interesting to see how the body changes. You know, will we all just become androgynous bodies? I don't know, to be honest. I have not seen that because when I look at the light body, I don't see genitals. I just see the light beams. You know, I see the light body. Uh, I don't see actually the, the physical um, manifestation of it. It's, it's all just brilliant radiating light. So this is this is a great question, and then I'm just posing it to the higher beings to give us some more guidance as we get deeper into this. But it, it's, since we've never done this before, it's in a way we're learning as we go. We're, we're evolving and then learning and evolving some more and learning. And um, this, of course, probably just throws a big monkey wrench in the whole twin flame people. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't be discouraging that. <laughs> yeah, that would be a little discouraging for that, but um, that's that's super. I think we're we're probably a little a little ways off from that. But then think about it: the planet actually has a lot of people. Maybe we don't need any more for now. Right. <laughs> Maybe that's just not necessary. We just don't need to make any more people right now. Every time I would look at, even as a woman, I would look at the whole process of pregnancy and birthing a child, it did not feel natural. It did not feel at its highest order. For the fact that women could and children could die from it made absolutely no logical sense to me. So I've always questioned it and wondered about it, and it might be just because I'm so not of the human race. I just don't understand it. Well, I can tell you, at least behind a lot of scar tissue, I don't understand why my child is 26 years old, but I still have a stretch mark from when he was born. I don't get that. Right. There's, something's not quite right. I don't think it. that's quite fair. I think. <laughs> but anyway, so move to, move to the next email from P, PF from Switzerland um, is asking, um, how would we know when we experience intense waves of body heat and energetic clearing as the heavy magnetic layers dissolve and release, uh, would this be like a fever or something like that, or like a flu, or can you give some examples? Um, I can only just share how it has been in my body. It may be affecting everybody's body a little differently. That's what I was asking you earlier, Minette. How is it hitting you? I don't feel flu symptoms at all. I feel a, I'm just all of a sudden on fire. My body temperature mm-hmm. just shot up, and I'm on fire, and then... I'm not. <laughs> so weird. Yeah. yeah. Um, they, uh, the difference, I was trying to figure it out, too, because I'm at the uh, stage in my life where I should be having hot flashes for other reasons. And the difference I, the difference I found out between the two is um, a, a hot flash kind of just it generates itself, and it get, I get a little hot, and then it goes away. But what I've noticed is in terms of the rays, the clearing rays, I actually wake up first. I wake up, I'm wide awake, and then I get hot. Mm-hmm. So that's the only that's the only difference I can tell between the two of them. Um, I would say that the uh, clearing rays actually are a little more gentle than the um, physical hot flashes. That's all I think I could tell is different. The other the other flashes seem to be a little more. Um, uh, generated by something where the clearing one's not so much they just happen when they happen i think it is really as 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 you get more sensitive you can start to see the origin of the of the heat and mm-hmm. so you know just 
just menopausal hot flashes. They're getting generated from the endocrine glands, from the hormones. It's all internal. Uh, I can feel it. I can sense where the body is turning the heat on, whereas mm-hmm. these plasma blasts are coming from the outside in. So I watch yeah. the flow of the heat. Is it from the inside out or the outside in? There you go. There I hope that we'll And then Tia has one more question about, um, she says, you mentioned that those in the Atlantean timeline will need to heal and clear past life trauma and release the destroyed timeline from the aura. How should we work on this specifically? Or do these past life trauma heal and the destroyed timeline release as well as when I just do the ordinary quantum access meditations and working out and clear in general? Well, I definitely use the the quantum access meditation because they may have some layers that need to be cleared. I'll walk you through some steps to do it today, and you can listen to the recording anytime to work on the Atlantean timeline. My caution was I was seeing too many light workers going in and connecting to that destroyed Atlantean timeline, and as um. Uh, let's see, what am I trying to say? Like, this is my lineage, this is my ancestry, and they're connecting to it, and they're really getting involved in it again, and it's not, it's harmful. It's not good for us to be going back into that. What we want to do is actually get free of it. And so that's why I brought it up, just a, a maybe a different perspective. It's not to deny your Atlantean soul aspect, bring that aspect in to merge with the rest of you but let the timeline go because it is it has a archon energy in it it has shadow energy in it it has destroyer energy in it we don't want that present in our incarnational wheel we don't want any of that alive in our field so that was my caution to everyone acknowledge that you were there acknowledge and and bring that soul aspect uh, back into your soul presence all the gifts from there, all the knowledge from there, bring all the good positive stuff that you have from that timeline and then release the rest of it. Uh, Yeah, a little more specifically, the way that I experienced the pain from that lifetime was more, it's more of a fear of cataclysm and a fear of loss. You you feel afraid to create because you think that it's all going to be destroyed anyway. That was the loop that I was stuck in for that. Um, So that that was very specific to that energy when we went back there to clear that part. Um, but I think, you know, it's like looking at anything, any uh, any one of our limitations to discover the origin of it. I think if you look at a particular limitation, you'll discover the, the origin. And I think the Atlantean ones are just up for uh, yeah. clearing energy right now. Yes. Yes. It's It's very big right now. Yeah. Interesting, huh? All right. Mm-hmm. Well, think we're ready to do some work? You ready? I have yeah, one more thing I about think... ascension symptoms that we're that I'd like to take into the meditation sure. because <laughs> since we got a minute or so. Um sure. from B, from Betty Holdren she says um please do more of this kind of information on activation calls. Oh, she says it's a new calming perspective on ascension that really resonates with me. Um, I love what you're sharing with us about Armageddon, timelines, symptoms, and energies. I've heard some healers 
from some healers that a distended stomach is a very typical ascension symptom when anything else has been ruled out. Mm-hmm. Do you feel that this is the case? And if so, what do we do to calm and deflate it? I have a lot of that um, in periods of time. Plus, I sure have been getting those unusual heat episodes. I'm very reassured to chalk the body fire up to an ascension symptom. The bloating and distended stomach is so uncomfortable. I'd love to hear you take on this for any or receive any help or guidance. Thank you both. Yes, Betty. Yes, this, I have it too. It's been very uncomfortable, especially the last couple of years. Uh feel like I'm waddling around with a nine-month <laughs> belly. It's like, oh it's, my it's God, taking its toll on my back. Yes, it does. Yeah. It does. It's just, yeah, it's just really, really challenging. All right, a couple things. We're in the process, so as we're getting all this light coming in, it's helping to like kind of unravel and decompose the prior reptilian human hybrid code. So we're in a dis- decom- decomposition happening right now as well. And and so you I also found I had to keep clearing like internal gut type of yeast or candida, uh bacteria virus, parasites. So we're getting bombarded from the matrix with these uh, viral implants, bacterial implants. This is why we want to get our field really strong with the soul frequency. So we're, our orb is in place. So we're immune to these lower vibratory, uh, like shadow entity types of buggers. That's really what they are. And they're just, a, they just feed on the life force and they destroy our own health. And so, um, I work on it both physically and energetically. So I'm doing cleanses to clear out where I have any of that uh, bacterial viral parasitic uh, infestation because because of the reptilian hybrid code, it is more adaptable to having parasites because what are the parasites? Well, they're part of that reptilian culture. And so the more that you clear that ancestry and code, the less the body is an environment for the parasites. So that's the good news. The So that's part of the bloating. It's the decomposition and any kind of infestation. The second reason for the bloating is that our sensory body is right there in the gut, right? It's our, it's kind of the, it's the main sensory uh, organ you have in a way for clairvoyance, clairsentience, clair their audience you know we really use that that gut the the core center to sense energy and so this is where we can hold a lot of repressed trauma and so when I'm releasing trauma I really feel it lift out of my belly solar plexus and chest so it's coming literally off the main part of the body that's bloating and and so in a way it's it's swollen and sensitive with all of this old heavy stuck trauma that's starting to come out now. Um, I think it's a temporary situation with the bloating. It's the, I find that the more that I get free of it and really keep, keep embodying my divine self and, and living my soul life, it's getting better, but it's been very slow improvement. And I don't know how else to heal it except to continue to hold zero point in the area that's really inflamed. 
Um, so you can run the infinity of light right there where it's swelling and picture the center zero point landing right where it's most infected. And when I do that, I can, and you can do this actually for pain. Um, if I have a bellyache, I'll picture the zero point right where the bellyache is, and within minutes it goes away. So the more that we are becoming adept at holding our body in zero point, then these uh, anomalies can't take hold. These, these irritants and imbalances and all this, it, it, it's just not able to survive in a zero point field. So that's how I'm dealing with it, but it has not been fun. <laughs> yeah, I think we're going to go a little deeper into that one. I'm going to work with Meg on that one, work on one-on-one, -on -one, and hopefully come up with some more answers about it because I've been experiencing as stored resentments, and I don't think of myself as a very resentful person, but maybe that's what I did with them. I put them all in the front of me to deal with them later. Okay. So I do. Yeah. I love this question, Betty, and I really hope that we come up with um, something bigger and a little more concise for you on that. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes body weight is also just trying to protect yourself from attack. I, I started putting on weight when I was in Mount Shasta because I was constantly attacked by archons there. So I just was putting on extra protection layer weight. It was, But once you start to get out of a, a harmful situation and you're able to realize, you know, you're setting up personal security and safety and you're out of range of those lower lower energies, then the body relaxes and it starts letting go of the protection. Yeah. Ideally. <laughs> Ideally. Ideally. One more word for you to take. One more word for you to take into the meditation. Um, Randy wrote in about biophotons. That's the first time I've seen that word, biophotons. He says, I think we use them in our Taurus expressions, telomeres, mm -hmm. telepathy, assimilation in all things. What do you think? Yeah, so the light's coming in photons into the body, and they begin to entrain with the photons already existing in the body, which is the, the biophotons. And there's this whole communication going on inside and act activations happening and the biophotons are relaying data. They're transferring information and code and consciousness to the other parts of the field. So they're, in a sense, kind of the, the, the brains behind the torus. And... And they're helping also build the light body, build the Merkaba, all of it. So the the by and and of course, we as we're shooting up higher in frequency, we're reaching higher photonic light consciousness. So the, that's one of the biggest benefits of spinning in the vortex every day, because you're elevating yourself up into much higher bands of frequency. So you're able to access the equivalent in the photon intelligence that's coming from the universe. So it's it's a part of the, it's integral to the ascension, bringing in the, the biophoton intelligence, biophoton consciousness to instruct your cells, your atoms to begin this ascension process. So yes, we are definitely receiving biophoton information coming in. So the, you're saying the biophotons are already in our body? Well, yes. Uh, 
any any presence of light is transferred in photons. So there, and then, because I, I think if you were had no photons, you'd be dead. <laughs> you would be, oh, okay. <laughs> you would. The lights would be out. <laughs> All right. Okay. So you have already a whole network of biophotons transferring information. Like when your brain says, okay, I want to lift my leg, that is traveled from the brain to the leg through the biophoton bio network. And the information goes to the leg, eh, and you lift your leg. Well, so we, we have kind of our own network of biophotons, but we're ascending. So now we're bringing in higher consciousness biophotons to instruct the body in all new ways. And that's where okay. we're starting this whole, you know, replicating of the DNA and crystallizing the the cells and increasing the spin rate of the atoms. Like all of this is new, and and it's coming in with this the the photonic uh, consciousness from our great central sun, from our from our galaxy. It's coming in, and and it's it, it think of it like a very 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 accelerated evolution happening inside you. That would have taken, you know, thousands of years, lifetimes and lifetimes. We're now getting it all bombarded into us within a matter of years. And so that's why it's intense. And we don't Aww. quite know what to expect. But <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> all right. Well, I just wanted to see what part was new and what part already existed. Um, I'm sorry. I will let you go now and we so that we can start um, the meditation for everybody, uh, the part everybody's been waiting for. And I think, too, just on this topic, you know, as we're breathing in the diamond light, breathe in that higher consciousness, um, the higher intelligence, universal intelligence to be transferred in with that light, with the photons. You can call in. That's how I've been doing it for years. So you just keep calling in uh, higher conscious photons. And this is how my understanding of the universe gets um broader every year. I learn more. I understand more. So you just keep calling in the light. We we really need to be breathing light in every day like a meal. You know, like that's going to be your 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 extra meal for the day is breathing light into your body because we cannot do this ascension without it. It is it is truly integral to what's happening. Okay. Get my shoes off here. Let's go ahead and set up our sacred space to work in. We're all working together in a group energy, but you're also in your own individual vortex. So we we use our, our mind to create the same visions and intentions, but we're working with our energy very privately, so there's no uh, enmeshing. And let's get, let's just start grounding first before we open up the vortex. So I've got my feet on the floor. Let's just breathe a couple slow, deep, pranic breaths coming into the heart and the, the belly, into your lungs. We're coming into the center of the body, feet chakras locking onto the light grid. And as you inhale, inhale light. And then exhale any stress or anxiety or body tension. Inhaling light. All right, everyone's starting to get grounded. We're grounding to our base at the feet onto Gaia's crystal grid. And from the heart center, let's connect to spirit. So 
as best you can. You're visualizing Mother, Father, Source connecting with your love to your divine parents, creator source. Also then connecting to your God self, your oversoul presence, your I am presence. And then creating, uh, connecting to your soul family and origin and connecting to your spirit team of angels and spirit guides, ascended masters and teachers for their support. And as we're setting up the sacred space, we're connecting to nature. Nothing can manifest here without nature. Bringing in the nature spirits, the devas, the fairies, the elementals of air, fire, water, earth, and ether. All the way in. And then we're working very closely with Archangel Metatron using his sacred geometry, Metatron's cube. This is embedded under the feet. You're stepping into it and activating it with your light, with your life force. And it starts to rise up as 12 pillars of light up and around the body from the feet up. And they start to rotate right to left in a counterclockwise spin momentum. Here we go. We got it spinning. This is a feminine vortex, so it's radiating outwards, expanding like a V-shape from your feet up and around the body and aura. There we go. Let's get it going faster. It begins to unlock time compression and the gravitational fields. There we go. Opening everything up. So we're starting to access the quantum level. And we can get into the energy body. So let's focus inwards now to your chakra channel, your chakra pillar. And we're going to use the same spin, counterclockwise spin, all the way up your channel. And as you're moving up, Imagine you have a clear, open channel up to your higher self, spiraling up through the physical chakras, past the crown into the transpersonal chakras, so we get up to the top 12th chakra. There we go, all the way up. As we get up to the top here, make a connection with your higher self. This is your guardian and your gatekeeper. Protecting your channel. This uh, your higher self filters what energy comes into your channel from the astral plane, from the multiverse. There we go. Everyone making a good connection. And we're spinning really fast. Okay, so let's pass through that top gate. It's a crystal gate, and this is the twelfth dimensional gate. And we're going to pass through and go into the virtual particle field of electrons. So this is a shimmering field of light, golden light. We'll let go of the physical for a minute and just allow ourselves to move in and become like liquid light, fluid waves of light. There we go, everybody coming in. And there's no barriers here, there's no separation, so allow yourself to just relax in and blend in and merge in with the full abundant universe. This is a holographic universe of all possibilities and potentials. We're talking about the flashing timelines, the outcomes. You're just moving into it being present to you on all levels. There you go. There's nothing out of reach. Everything's available to you. And if you notice, 
this abundant universe has more energy than any of us could possibly use in one lifetime. So just allow yourself to open and connect to this abundance. There's no scarcity in this universe. This is made up. This is artificial. This is a program running in the matrix. So you're getting in oneness with infinite possibilities, more energy than you could ever use. There you go. Allow your heart to just open to all these options, all these resources, all these solutions, all this support. Ooh, there you go. It's all within reach. And as we're in this vast expansion with the universe, let's all connect to our soul presence where our soul exists in all dimensions and timelines and and planes of existence and in the multiverse, even beyond Earth. You're going to connect through your soul vibration, your soul signature. It's unique to you. All right, there we go. Everybody linking up to their divine presence, their divine self. This is your eternal, multidimensional, timeless soul presence. And we're still in the vortex spin. So using the spin momentum, you're starting to pull more of your soul presence to you in the now. And it's coming down your chakra channel. Imagine it's like a big funnel coming down your chakra pillar into your body. And we start to spin it in, call it in, breathe it in, calling in soul light. Your soul's coming in as golden light streaming in and your sound waves, your harmonics, your tones. There we go. Breathing into the chakras, especially that heart center, filling the heart with soul love and soul light. Just breathe it in. Bringing in soul consciousness and soul truth, your soul blueprint coming in. Bringing in your soul wisdom and knowledge from all timelines. Bringing in your soul gifts from all timelines. Ooh, that's building, 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 especially in your core. Divine presence. And I'm even feeling some adjustments happening at the feet chakra. Imagine like more roots of light to really ground this powerful divine soul presence filling inside you. It's a bigger aura. Whew. Just lovely. Just bring in this love coming in from Mother Father, bringing in love coming in from your soul family, your soul group, uh, your spirit team. Just You're not alone. Just surrounded with love. And we're really spinning fast here. It's integrating inwards. It's filling you in your heart and your solar plexus. <sighs> now, as we're here in the physical, we can, you know, we're surrounded by this chaos field. So let's use the infinities again to neutralize any negative polarity that may have gotten into the field. This is where we're learning how to maintain zero point uh, in all nows. So we're running the infinity figure eight of light right at your core center, around the heart solar plexus, and then also in the left right brain. And as we weave these back and forth, 
Imagine you're just pulling all your energy into the center of the infinities to come into union and balance and harmony, coherence, into a calm, calm, neutral, zero point. There we go. And then we're going to release out any negative polarity and any of the chaos that's gotten in, any of that push-pull energy, opposition. Oh, there we go. Releasing it out of the physical body, emotional body, mental body. There we go. Up to source. The vortex will spin it all up into source light. Whew. All right, we got things moving here. Let's focus on what's been getting kind of shook loose in these past weeks and months. And this is from the solar winds and the plasma blasts. So you've got zero point pulsing in your in your core and in the center of your brain. Just getting comfortable and familiar with what that feels like. It's it's very calm and, and still. There's no uh, agitation. There's just no conflict. It's very harmonious. That's being in that zero point energy. And as we are focusing on, on that stillness, that zero point, Let's release any magnetic layers that are just like literally hanging on by a thread. So anything that's starting to come loose, we spin out, releasing it back to source light, unlocking any deep trauma, past life cellular memory. It's like you're taking the lid off. All right, there we go. Whew. Up to source light. Whew. Keep spinning, and we're bringing. Let's bring in the diamond light, so it's flushing down through the body, through the channels and the chakras and the organs, and we're just flushing up to the surface. Deep trauma, past life trauma, this life trauma, any cellular memory of pain or suffering. All right, here comes another. Whoosh, up and out. Whew, just giving your body permission to let it go. We're getting free of our, our history, getting free of the past. Whoa, there goes more. So getting things moving. We're moving out trauma because this has been deeply held in the cellular memory. There goes another wave of it. So you might feel these come up in, in waves. This is how it seems to be. And you just keep breathing them out when you sense them. Keep spinning them out up to source light. Now, as this, as this past memory and trauma is releasing, let's call up any inner wounding of guilt or shame or blame or self-judgments. All right, so let's spin that out of the chakras, out of the cells, out of the memory. Whoa, here comes more up to source. Because we want to get into calm, neutral, emotional body. Ooh, there goes more. And those with Atlantean past lives. So get a sense of that life if you're feeling some of that still active in your field. And we're focusing on spinning out the painful trauma and devastation of living through the Atlantean collapse. Oh, wow. Yep, here we go. So breathing that out of the body, out of the field. Whew. Fear of 
catastrophe. Keep breathing it out. And if there's any physical harm or injury, start lifting that out. All up to source light. Good. And so uh, connecting with your own personal Akashics, we want to cancel and revoke any participation in the dark Atlantean timeline. You start to unplug your energy from it, so you're kind of backing away from it. Just embrace all of the positive aspects of that timeline that you, you experienced, bringing that into your heart. Bring the soul aspect that was in Atlantis to merge with the soul, to return home into the soul. And you're starting to vacate that timeline, unlocking from it, stepping out of it, commanding that dark timeline to unlock out of your incarnational wheel and to release from your energy field. Cancel and revoke it and release it back to source now. And there it begins to rise up and off the body and out of the field. Lifting that out. Just bringing it into resolution. Any karma or any unresolved issues. Just bringing everything into harmony and balance as you're letting go of that timeline out of your energy field and maintaining all of the soul gifts and knowledge and wisdom from that timeline inside you. There's more. Still shifting. Let's also disconnect and command out any tertiary timelines of Armageddon, fear, destruction, cataclysms, chaos, collapse, poverty, hardship. Let's just lift those out. Don't let them get traction on your path. So we're commanding all tertiary timelines of destruction to come up and out now because you have the choice of what you want to create for yourself. Oh, there goes more. You guys are doing great. Keep breathing and spinning and commanding out what you do not want to materialize. There you go. And it's in your personal reality and on the planetary reality. Ooh, man. You guys are doing great. There's a lot moving here. We're shifting a lot. Keep spinning, breathing it out. And you're just holding that zero point calm in the heart and the mind. That is your truth. Whew. And let's call in the violet ray of St. Germain of forgiveness. And just breathe it into your heart and mind, soothing any inner wounds, any raw spots, anywhere that you may still feel some self-judgment, anywhere you're beating yourself up, just breathe in the violet light of mercy for you are doing your best and you're right where you need to be. There we go. Ooh, that just comes in. Let that come in and just flow through you. Ooh, violet light of mercy and forgiveness. So soothing and calming. (sighs) 
So it's a good step to do after you do any massive healings or clearings is just bringing in the healing presence, the violet light and the calm. And so we're holding nice and still in the zero point again in the heart and the mind. And we want to bring our physical body in sync with our energy body because they're vibrating at different frequencies. Our physical body is a much slower, denser, heavier vibration. And, the, of course, the energy body is full of light and soul presence. <laughs> so it's a much higher vibration. And so we want them to start to match. So imagine you're kind of overlaying physical body, energy body, where they begin to reverberate between them, they're starting to talk to each other, and we're just, we're just wanting to begin to match both the physical body and the energy body to the soul vibration that's just radiating in your heart core. So just focus for a minute and bringing all of you, physical and energetic, into coherence with the soul vibration, and it's much higher, so we're spinning up faster. There we go. They're starting to align and get more in sync. Whew. Start to resonate more. And you can do this any time, especially if you're feeling strange heart palpitations. It usually means the two bodies are in a different vibration. So you just want to bring them where they're matching up. Everything gets smooth inside. Whew. Excellent. And then as we're grounding the physical body and the energy body, the light body to the earth's light grid to your path of light, focus on your path of light. It's right in front of you, allowing your front chakras to connect and engage with what is coming in in front of you. All the opportunities and, and potential outcomes. There we go. Using your heart's desire and magnetism to draw closer. Using your vortex to spin them closer to than this now. And I've been just getting encouraged by my higher self these, this last month to command and call in your soul's lifetime, your soul's timeline to awaken and activate. So you want it to open and activate on your path of light your soul's life your soul's ascended life your soul's joy yeah that that got some juice given that energy then you're activating more of your soul blueprint in you and in front of you on your path of light whoo that's great and as everything's coming into coherence and balance and zero point, you're turning on your multidimensional soul life plan, your blueprint. Let's expand the vortex spin outwards to encompass your living space. And for all gatekeepers and grid workers who are working on uh, either the physical gates or the etheric gates, we're streaming the diamond light to start to clean and purify and flush out any lower vibratory energies out of either the living space or the, the stargates you're working with or the grids you're working with. Whew. So imagine, especially around your living space, 
your vortex expands to the outer walls and you're spinning out anything that does not match your soul signature out the windows, the doors, the, the ceiling, the floors, just poof, out, spin out. There you go. Big blast of light pushing anything out that doesn't match. Okay, we're spinning fast. Good. Whew, that was a massive clearing. Out. We're spinning that energy to source light to be transmuted. Whew. And then you have your channel, this funnel coming down from the abundant universe, and you're just breathing in this diamond light to fill into your living space, into your office space, into the stargates or grids you're working with. Just securing with the diamond light and the angelic support. Imagine like you're filling your your space with this angelic, shimmering particle light. Just love. Just fill the space with love. Okay, we're spinning fast. So everything's adjusting. And just like we have an orb of light, a container of light around our aura, you can also put up a container of light around your living space, office space, grids, gates, whatever you're working with. And now that's spinning in and grounding in. And as we're working with this diamond light and the plasma waves coming in, because they're they're just a gradual, continually increasing power from our great central sun. Let's breathe them into the spin of our DNA. So we're increasing the spin momentum, the strands of DNA. They're getting faster, higher frequency. Oh, there we go. They're starting to crystallize. That photon light is passing information, intelligence, data into the DNA to crystallize the body, crystallize the cells. Keep breathing that in, commanding that in. Keep spinning faster your DNA. It's starting to replicate, and it's beginning to fractally extend into a beautiful lattice of multiple strands. Ooh, there they go, replicating, expanding. And your own and they're they're coming alive with your own soul's light consciousness and code and intelligence. Oh, that's rippling in the RNA through the whole body. Whew. Okay, this is this is a, a massive update happening right now. The whole body, all the DNA is getting activated and initiating now the 12-strand DNA in the 12-sided dodecahedron geometry of Metatron's cube, of the universal template of creation. Oh, that just went in. Okay, that's spinning. Activating because we want to open up our capacity from two-strand 
all the way to 12 strand. Becoming multidimensional beings of light. <sighs> Whoa, okay, that rippled through the body and the RNA. Lots of updates happening here. <sighs> and as the DNA is coming on with your light consciousness, it's crystallizing, it's duplicating, it's activating into the dodecahedron template, it's creating again more coherence in the body, it's creating more love and joy and bliss in the feeling state of the heart. Just breathing that love. It's pulsing in your core and just moving it into the cells of your body. Pulsing love in your cells so it can heal and regenerate the body's health. Oh, that's, that's rippling through the RNA now. Spreading love throughout your body. Loving your body back to health. Whew. And that increases the vibration higher too. That love vibration, love quotient. Up, 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 much higher. Whew. Getting in the higher ranges of the higher dimensions. Okay, everything is spinning and opening and activating and the light is pulsing through you and your soul is present in the heart and the core and so let's ground all this in so we have a lot in movement right now a lot of motion so you're releasing out clearing out trauma memory wounding and you're filling in with soul presence divine soul presence divine light consciousness multiple strand dna crystallizing the cells and living on light living on joy living on love and we're spinning this all in, grounding this in. So now the vortex is spinning inwards into the physical life, the physical body, into the cells and the atoms in the cells. You're taking it deep into the molecular level. Whew. Spinning in, you can tap on your arms, your legs, as you're pulling everything inwards. Your feet are on that light grid. You're on the earth plane, you're in your core, in your gut there, in your body, bringing all of it inside you. Ooh, that's good. It's dropping in more. And as we're grounding all this in, so this is working with what got set in motion in the last couple months with all of the plasma blasts and the light uh, the light, diamond light, we're also preparing ourselves for in a couple weeks, we're having this big shift with Uranus into Taurus. And so we'll be working together in two weeks, uh, Saturday, uh, working with that energy in the global activations. So hope that you can join us. But just stay in the spin today as this is integrating in. lot moving, lot turning on, also some clearing. You might feel that as well. Uh, support your body through the healing and the clearing. Just uh, self-love today, being really gentle with yourself because it's um, magnetic layers of that trauma is coming out still. Whew. Yeah, there's a lot, a lot clearing. 
but just to start to feel lighter and feel more of that joy just present in the moment because you're merging in coherence with your soul and there's nothing like it. And so we set all this into motion now and so it is. And so it is. And that completes our activations for today's show. Like I said earlier, you can go to the recording and work with it anytime. We're also on iTunes now, so you can listen there for all our Apple Apple people. And um, Manette, thank you for all your help here today. Thanks, everyone, for showing up. You know, it's always a blessing. Yes, it's uh, just just a real special time for us when we can meet together. And so we're forming this powerful family of light. We're, we're uniting stronger and stronger. We're pillars of light all around the planet. And so stay present, stay connected, and we'll meet up with you again soon here. Sending our love to all of you. Have a wonderful rest of the day. Bye for now. Bye, everyone. <laughs>